thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mama Girl Podcast. We back. Guess who's back? We, we back. We back. Back, we back. again. Oh, my <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> We back. <laughs> Before we get started, we're going to do some housekeeping items here. If you haven't already, please follow us on IG and our page is Mama Girl. That's M-A-M-A-G-U-R-L Girl Podcast. Or you can check us out on our website at www.mamagirl.com or you can email us at mamagirlpodcast at gmail.com so without further ado today we're going to talk about we are talking about anxiety (laughs) yeah this one is a very strong one actually and it's a very relevant one especially with the times that we are in right now where a lot of anxiety is being uh, shown in a lot of situations so I think it is a very good topic for us to discuss and kind of you know just bring you know talk about things that have been affecting us with anxiety and just some research that we have found you know to talk about yep that's true so kind of starting with a definition and this comes from helpguide.org and you know I love definitions yes you know we get definitions confused And we think it means one thing, and it can mean that one thing, but it can also mean something else. So I am a dictionary nerd. Exactly. That is exactly what you are. But it's okay, because it comes in handy a lot of times. Pop my collar. Go ahead, then. Go ahead. (laughs) So according to helpguide.org, anxiety is a normal reaction to danger. It's the body's automatic fight or flight response that is triggered when you feel threatened, under pressure, or facing a challenging situation such as a job, interview, an exam, or first date. In moderation, anxiety isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it can help you stay alert, it can help you stay focused, it gets you in the spur to action, and it motivates you to solve problems. But when anxiety is constant or overwhelming, then, you know, when worries and fears interfere with your relationships and your daily life, you've likely crossed the line from a normal anxiety into a territory of an anxiety disorder. Yeah. And that was kind of new to me because I didn't think, you know, when I first started studying anxiety that it was a disorder or a, and sometimes I think they consider it now mental illness. It is, Um, To some extent, and that just kind of blew my mind because, again, like you stated, we all suffer from some form of anxiety because I know I do. Like, you have the gift of public speaking, but the fear (laughs) for me is real. It's like, oh, um, yeah. But don't let her get it twisted, though. I am shaking when I, like, before I get on stage, I am scared. I am shaking. I'm coming up with all excuses in my head as to why I shouldn't be on the stage. So, I understand. Thank you, Mom, for the props. But I when I tell you my anxiety is on a, on a level 25, you know, before I get on stage, it really is. So, But, again, once you get on, it's like it flows. It's like you can't tell where it's with me. You can tell that I'm nervous. My voice changes um i'm not as i'm talkative but like right now i'm good because i'm not i know i'm being heard but i'm not being seen but actually being seen and see people no your girl be about to pass out i'm like 
Uh, no. Uh, can somebody else do this? Can we put up a slide presentation? A slide presentation? And I'll click it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is a very uh, sensitive and a very important topic for the both of us because I know that with Alexis, she deals with it on with the public speaking and also in just different levels. Ever since she was a child, it was something that you know, it would give her anxiety when she would have to perform in skits or if she had to, you know, speak before people. And one of the things I know that helped is she went through Girls Inc. And Girls Inc. was very instrumental in pushing Shout her. Shout out to them. Shout out to Girls Inc. Pushing her forward because she did their unbought and unbossed and she was the first that was the youngest the youngest one because yeah. i did it's a program that is for high school students and i was actually supposed to be a backup and i actually one of the girls didn't end up doing it and so probably i was anxiety probably anxiety or yeah. what or some other situation and so i was actually doing this program as an eighth grader surrounded by high school girls right and and to clarify girls inc is for I think it's for elementary or... From elementary up to high school. But the program itself, the Unbought and Unbossed program that they do every year... It's for high school. It's for high school. So she was the youngest person to be asked to give the, the speech and participate with her mentor. So I was very excited about that. But just leaving the house every day growing up was very hard. Her anxiety manifested in checking sockets checking doors triple checking sockets triple checking doors refrigerator refrigerator making sure the water was turned out it was and i'm not sure where that came from because i mean we didn't live in a household where there there was a lot of commotion and drama and not anything out of the normal you know you have your normal drama but nothing you know that you would say oh I see why they're anxious you know it wasn't anything out of the normal a drama but it was it was it was hard because we were late every day to school because her anxiety would be on 100 and we would have to do all these checks and balances every day before we could actually leave the house for her to be comfortable enough to go to school and I just I just thank God for the the staff and you know the staff at CSAS that you know we got to talk to and they graced us and did not kick us out because that would have been grounds to they love me I love love y'all too I miss them yeah we love CSAS but I think I know where it stemmed from because I got diagnosed with anxiety in the sixth grade that's when I started going to therapy and I was actually diagnosed with OCD which is of course explaining the checking and I think and I this is the only memory I believe to be the reason why I started. And like you say, it wasn't due to anything being chaotic, but I remember vividly of me leaving, I think the freezer open and stuff was thawing and you got mad at me about it. And from then on, I knew I had to check every time. So I think that's was the catalyst for it. And Mm. so it kind of transpired into checking the fridge all the time, checking the lights, checking to make sure, you know, 
curling irons aren't on. Of course, you need to check those anyway because you don't want to burn your house down. But it got really obsessive as years went on. And, you know, even to this, to this day, you know, I even at my job, when I'm locking up the doors, I'm constantly checking before I leave. When it could be something as simple as just doing it once and going on, it's not so simple for me because I don't want either a mistake to be made or something bad to happen or something happens and it's my fault. So that is the reason I think it's hard. But again, there might be another situation that happened that I'm not aware of. But that is the one thing I remember vividly to me thinking that's why it started. Oh, wow. Now, this is the first time I've ever heard you. Really? Explain. It is. I thought I explained this to you once before. No, you didn't. And I probably was upset because I probably, you know, when I go to the store, I kind of get outrageous with stuff. So if stuff <laughs> was thrown out. And uh, let me publicly apologize for that, Alexis. I, I did not know that, you know. And I think a lot of times, too, trying to be a perfectionist also because I, I hear you talking about you don't want anything to happen and it's your fault things happen yeah and we talk about this a lot y'all about trying to be a perfectionist and we are not we weren't created to be perfect we make mistakes and we pray and we ask for grace in those because they happen nobody lost a limb nobody you know lost a life nobody was hurt and it's it's okay to make make mistakes, and I think in some instances they make us better. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps to bring to light some things that we might not necessarily would have known had we not made that mistake. So you know, it can be it can be a blessing, and it can be I don't want to say a curse, but it can be something that will stop you in your tracks from doing what you or called to do, or what you're supposed to be doing, because you're afraid of messing up. And even in that, when you do that, I believe, and I think a lot of us that's listening, we were all created for a purpose, and that purpose is connected with other people. And so when we don't walk in our purpose or walk in the things that we're supposed to be doing, there is somebody or somebody's that are waiting on us and they can't get to their next level or get to their purpose without us. And so with us being fearful and stuck in anxiety or perfectionism, it hinders us from moving forward to help them to move forward as well. So yeah. we have to look at that and we have to, to push through. I mean, cause I was fearful in starting this podcast, you yeah. know, this is something that has been brewing and you're spirit for like and four years four, four or five years and i'm like ah oh, i'm not gonna do that but it was like it kept reoccurring it kept coming up it kept because i was like you know lord what is my purpose what is my purpose because i know a lot of us pray lord what is our purpose and you know you read books and you look at sermons and you 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 pray and you ask and it's that thing that keeps coming up it keeps coming up and and it's that thing that you would do if you never got a penny for it if you never got paid for it that's what it is and this kept giving you know just kept coming up you know i had a lot of got a lot of business ideas and one of them i actually started but it was like it wasn't time because i as soon as i got it to the point where getting started i kind of lost interest and I kind of got upset with myself because I had bought t-shirts, I had bought tote bags, you business know, I was cards. business cards, I was ready to go. And then I was like, mm, I really don't want to do this. 
And then on top of that, COVID, had I, happened. Yeah, COVID happened. So had I started that business a couple of years ago, COVID would have taken that right on out. And there, there was no online because this was in person, an in-person business. So I figured out it wasn't that it wasn't the right thing to do. It was just, it just wasn't a right now thing to do. So I still got my bags. I still got my stuff. And when it's time... You're just you gonna know, relaunch it again. Relaunch it again, or Lexus can launch it, or you know, it may be for somebody else to launch. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And also, I was just thinking, you know, while you were talking about how anxiety is, you know, it helps to become better. Yeah. The yeah. lessons, yeah, it helps you. It, it helps teaches, you. Yeah, it, te- it teaches a lesson. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, it teaches a lesson, but I'm thinking about, like, when you're going through it, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about the after. You're thinking of right now. Right. Because it's just you're in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think about with my anxiety, yes, afterwards you feel fine. It wasn't as bad as you thought it was. But in that moment, it's everything. And sometimes right. it's very hard to to shut that off. Yeah. Even though you know probably 10, 15 minutes later it's going to be okay. But sometimes with your anxiety, it's not always okay. You may have the anxiety all the time because I know with some of the times with my anxiety, it's unexplainable. I could have anxiety about all day. Or I have anxiety and I'll sit there and think like, why am I anxious? And I have no, I have no explanation as to why. And so I have to sit there and think about it and I'm still in, like anxious while I'm thinking. And I'd be like, this still don't make sense. So it's a very, it's a very unpredictable, unpredictable. It's very unpredictable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I kind of, while I was thinking about how we were going to discuss it, it was like, okay, Lord, tell me what it is that I need to say. Because again, even though we all suffer from some sort of anxiety, some is more severe than others and my heart really goes out to those that really really suffer bad for it but just just thinking about it and i think again dictionary nerd coming out words i think words are a catalyst for anxiety and what i mean by that is i know i'm talking about you alexis okay I know with you and a lot of us, myself included in that, but I remember somebody calling me an emotional garbage can and I got mad because I didn't know what that meant, but I kind of understand it because you don't, a lot of of times you don't see those things in yourself, but you can see them in other people. But with you, I know with you and your friends, you know, they call and they talk to you about things that's going on with their lives and stuff and being a good friend that you are, you take on and you internalize those emotions. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. and that's a, it's, it's good. Well, no, let me take that back. It's not good to internalize them. It's good to listen. And as listeners, we listen to our friends vent when they're going through and they spit out these negative words. Cause we're, when they're venting, it's all negative stuff. Most of the time it's this, 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 and this. And we internalize those words. And words, the words that they speak and we internalize in our minds, we've already assigned a feeling, an emotion, a thought, or a meaning already in our brains. 
and I think this comes from childhood. So you remember when we were in school and they were teaching you what's happy and they showed you a picture of what happy meant. Show me your sad face and then they would show you a picture of your sad face. Show me laughter, you know, and you would grin and giggle. And so even then we were being taught, I guess it's called word association. Mm-hmm. We were assigned work when fear, we we were taught what fear meant, you know, those feelings that you're feeling, that's fear, you know. And so we've already pre-programmed in our mind what these words mean. And when we take them on ourselves, either through our negative talking or through a friend venting, I think that they attach themselves to these pre-programmed thoughts, ideas, emotions that we've already internalized in our brains to mean and it manifests in us because we keep them we internalize them so we take them on as our own so we already deal with fear then if somebody is constantly telling you something that they're fearful of it magnifies what you're currently dealing with or what your ideal of fear is that you may already be dealing with or it creates it in that person So if somebody doesn't deal with fear or they don't see a nervousness as fear, they they view it as something else. But if that person that they're talking to keeps saying that what they're feeling is fear and they connect like, well, I have that feeling too, but I don't call it fear. Those type things can reprogram your mind to say, okay, well then I'm going to have to call this fear. And you may know you're doing it, but sometimes you don't know you're doing it. Right. And when it happens, it, like I said, it manifests and it it attaches itself to what you currently have in your mind. And so that, to me, makes your anxiety 20 times more than it should be because you're dealing with yours plus however many other people that you've talked to. It kind of reminds me of the Green Mile. Remember Green Mile? Yeah. Okay, we watched it a few first, times. Yeah, that's one of my one of my your favorite, favorite movies. movies. Yes. <laughs> so you yeah. remember that uh, John Coffey, mm-hmm. um, Michael Clark Duncan, mm-hmm. rest in peace, sir. Loved him. His gifting was to take an illness or a disease from that person he from their ab- body, and he would absorb it. He would absorb it. Yeah. So like that scene where that lady had that brain tumor. Mm-hmm. I think it was the warden's wife. She had that that tumor, that brain tumor. And he took it from her. And when he took it from her, he got sick. That's illness. He got sick because he internalized what she was dealing with. And the only way that he could get rid of it is he had to release it. Because remember, he when they brought him back to the jailhouse, he was coughing. He was sick. And he had to find a way to release it. And I think in one of the parts, he released it into someone else that was evil. But other times, it kind of manifested itself out of his body completely. And it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I remember seeing. It didn't go into anybody that scene. Yeah, I remember seeing where he was like blowing out something. It was just midair. Like just. Yeah, it was like gnats or or something. Flies or something like that. And I kind of tried to look that up and it didn't say gnats and I couldn't say locusts because locusts are huge and that was not what was coming out of his mouth. Yeah. You know, so, but he released that and when he released that, 
he got better. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what we have to do. Like anytime that we have conversations with our friends, our loved ones, and allow them to vent, especially negative venting, after we talk to them, we need to pray, we need to pray and we need to ask the Lord to remove those word curses or negative words that were spoken that we've internalized because we can carry those things on and those things manifest into generational curses or family feuds i've heard of family feuds where you don't know why the family mad at little mike mike and his family but you just know that your grandmama and your grandmama 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 all of them was mad at mike mike mike's ancestors or family members, and you just carry that grudge on, and you don't know why. All you know is we don't like them, we don't associate with them, and we carry that on. And that is damaging us internally because we're carrying on unnecessary fear, anger, and again, it's compounded when we're dealing with our own personal fear, anger, and we have to release it. So that's one of the things that you know, I'm learning to do is if I've come in contact, especially people that, you know, speak negatively about themselves. First, I'll be like, no, we're not going to talk like that to one another. We're not going to talk about ourselves like that. And then after that, then I have to pray and say, okay, Lord, please remove any negative thoughts that may attach themselves to me and anything that I'm dealing with, because I don't want to carry that. And I have to be careful with you, too, because I have noticed if I'm mad at something, y'all... Then I'm getting mad at something. She mad at something. And the crazy part is, is she will... I will mention that thing, and I either forgot about it, forgave it, or whatever. She's and my mama the same way. (laughs) They will carry that on. And I'm like, y'all, let it go, because I have. And it's like, I have to be careful because I can't... Because I, I know Alexis got my back, and I uh, I appreciate that. But it's like, y'all gonna have to let that go, because I have. But it's something that you have to work on. So I, I kind of see that, and that's what I attributed to what happens, and that's what makes anxiety levels compound and become more paralyzing. Because my thing is, if you don't deal with it, it progressively gets worse. It doesn't get better. And that's another thing with affirmations. That's why affirmations are important because I think that has helped me a lot too because if I say over myself, I'm smart, I don't, you know, I don't get angry or whatever your affirmations are, when those things come to you in a vent from somebody or even if it comes in your mind, your affirmations will kick in and be like, nope, you're not, you're this. And so we have to learn how to challenge those thoughts. Is it real? Is this going to harm me? This is going to be something that after a period of time, I'm, is it still going to be relevant? Right. So you have to learn how to challenge those, those thoughts. Those thoughts, yeah. Because if you don't, they just get progressively worse. It's kind of like a wound. You see my sword? See my sword? You see my sword? <laughs> uh, yeah, they get, it's just like a sword. If you don't, heal it or allow it to heal it's just going to get bigger if you don't treat it it's going to get infected and i think that that's what anxiety is it's an infection of the brain of your thoughts not your brain but your thoughts and that causes you to have these 
triggers, these things that you don't even under understand why it's happening. So I, I just, I don't know. Like I said, it just, it just breaks my heart for people that have to deal with this on a much greater level. Yeah. And I pray for them and I pray for myself because I don't ever want to get to that point. But I know if I don't stay on top of me praying these things away in my affirmations, I could get to that point. So I'm hoping that something in what I'm saying will help somebody and I will be posting affirmations on the IG page. And I also I'm going to be putting a prayer out there as well. And you critique it and however, it's your conversation with the Lord. So whatever you're asking him to remove, you ask him to remove that and you trust and believe that he will do that. And he actually will. He really will. Right. And I was going to also say, in addition to that, for those that are suffering or dealing with anxiety, and I know I've said this in a previous podcast of ours, is give yourself grace. Sometimes getting to whatever level you are with anxiety, it wasn't something that was overnight. It took time to get there. So give yourself grace as you progress out of it. There are days when, and I'm I'm speaking from my perspective too as with anxiety, because there's days when you really feel like you stuck, that it's not going to get better, that it's just, it is what it is. You become comfortable in it. And when you get comfortable, you don't want to move. And I think that is something I've struggled with where I've become stagnant because it's just like, okay, I've been dealing with this for half of my life. It's like, okay, this is what it is. So I've learned to maneuver in the uncertainty of it, the grayness of it, just the stillness of it. But my question to you, are you actually maneuvering? Because my thing is maneuvering means moving in it. Mm -hmm. But are you moving that's the thing. That's that's the progression is if because that is to me the anxiety's point is to paralyze you from doing anything. Mm-hmm. And if you don't move at all, if you're if you're not maneuvering, I mean, you can say that you know how to cope with it. You know how to how far to push it, how you can still I guess it would be maneuvering, just kind of how to, but I, I look at maneuvering a, a whole different way. Because yeah. me, I mean, it's, I guess it's just how you can progress throughout the day and not do any more or do any less than you've already been doing. Yeah. But again, there's no progression. Right. And my thing is when you don't deal with it, it progressively gets worse to the point where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to push it. Because you, again, if you continue to internalize the venting or your self negative talk, then what's going to happen is it's going to compound it and it's going to make it worse. And that's what you don't want to happen. Right. You know, that's when you may, you know, have to seek a doctor or, and I, and I suggest you do it anyway, just having somebody to talk to that doesn't have a dog in the fight going and seeking counseling. Love it. That's my biggest advice for anybody. And even if you don't have anxiety, go see a therapist. Because, again, like I've said in previous episodes, therapists are people that are not necessarily emotional. They're not attached to you, of course. And even though they have life experiences that may resemble or they can resonate with the feeling, they are able to see from an outside perspective looking in. And so it's always nice to have someone who can see it through 
I guess you could not rose colored glasses or through an emotional lens. Right. Okay. But no, that is most definitely something that people should do. I mean, and that helped me even in school. Like that's where a lot of my therapy sessions was about the anxiousness of my life, of family, of school, all those what ifs. Yeah. And that's one of the the things we made sure that we did when you, when we took you to school was to make sure that we, that was the first thing we did. Yeah. Went to the wellness center. Went to the wellness center to make sure to, to let them know that she dealt with anxiety and to set that up so that she was familiar with them and they were familiar with her. And that, again, it helped a lot because a lot of times, as close as me and Alexis are, there are some things that I know that she doesn't share with me, and that's fine, but I do want her to have a, a caring shoulder for her to call on to talk these things out that she may not be able, that she feels like she's able to talk to me, which if it's anything is very small because she talked to me about everything y'all. And I'm so thankful for that. But, and it's some things that I can not necessarily share, but I do share some things with her because our lives are so parallel and yeah you know it's kind of scary sometimes because you're i'm literally you 22 years in the past yeah in a way yeah you are you are and some of those hurdles that i'm trying to maneuver me from i'm i'm going through it's like literally right and some of the things that she's going through i try to prevent but some of them i can't yeah uh because again you have to have the willpower, the inner willpower. And again, um, I speak highly on affirmations. That is that muster, that encouraging yourself. That's when that rises up. If you do those, even if you say one a day or two a day and build yourself up, that's your care or like self-care or that's your positive reinforcement to fight those thoughts. Because anything... My Bible says, and I'm hoping yours says the same thing, that I was made wonderfully, not perfectly, wonderfully made. And so anything that my father has made, there's nothing wrong about it. So any of these negative thoughts or ideas or emotions that you're feeling, they may be valid, but if you test them against what the word of God says about you, those things may come because the Bible says no weapon formed. So those thoughts, those emotions will form, but, but they, they won't prosper. They will not prosper not because prosper. again, the, that's not how the Lord set us up. That is not how my father, my father loves me. So these things that I am allowing to invade my emotions and my thoughts, they are not from him. And the enemy doesn't want us to, do better. He doesn't want us to progress because again, there are lives impacted by our lives that he doesn't want us to positively impact, if that makes sense. So yeah, uh, you just have to learn how to challenge. And again, I'll put some challenge questions that I found on our IG page that I found that were really good from some sources. And we'll put some sources out on the IG page as well for you to go and check out. And like I said, if you got any questions or anything, you can feel free to email us or 
you know, hit us up and we'll be glad to talk it out or, you know, whatever is needed. Right. I think we should go in real quickly, just some ways that can help. And during our research, I got some information from helpguide.org of just some ways to kind of help with anxiety disorders and some things that they said was amazing that I want to share. One of the things that they said that's important if you're suffering with anxiety is just to make sure that you connect with others, people that you trust, get a support group, share your worries and concerns with a trusted loved ones. They do say that loneliness can fuel your anxiety higher so making sure especially in times like these or a lot of times we well right now we're not able to really see a lot of people anyway and everything is going through zoom and phone calls but if you can talk to somebody someone you trust the second thing deals with stress because stress is a big catalyst (laughs) it's a big catalyst with anxiety so You know, identify the sources of stress in your life. Look at your habits and your attitudes. Even look at your excuses. And then look at the people. Look at the people. And and two, the biggest thing is accepting the responsibility too that you play in creating and maintaining those. Yeah. But one thing I love that I was seeing that they said was practice the four A's. And that means it's avoid, alter, adapt, and accept. So starting with the void, it says to avoid unnecessary stress. That category, that is learning to say no, which is something that's very hard for me to this day because that is the people pleaser in me. Mama, don't look at, don't look to the side like that because you know. <laughs> Been there and I'm, and I've, I've come, I've not completely got past that, but I'm off. She's a way, she's a whole lot better, but it's important, you know, setting those boundaries because when you don't say no, all you're doing in some ways is just depleting yourself more and more. So saying no is good and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with saying no to something that you're either not comfortable with or you just don't have it in yourself in that moment to give out. The second thing is avoiding people that stress you out. If that means blocking the phone number, blocking that social media, do it. So it's okay to step away or get away from people that is causing and fueling that anxiety in you. The third thing is to take control of your environment. So for example, if watching, let's say the news makes you anxious, turn off the television. Don't look at it. Take control of the things that you can and not the things that you can't. Yeah, that's good. You can. And then the fourth thing in that category is... If you have a very busy schedule, a very busy life, and you have a lot of tasks that you do day in and day out, eliminate the tasks that aren't as necessary. Focus on the main ones. Do baby steps within those main ones. Take away the stuff that's not necessarily needs to be done today. Yeah. So you can take some stress Prioritize. off. Prioritize is yeah. huge. Yeah. The second tier is alter, and that is altering the situation. And even though we can't avoid stressful situations, we can alter it. So that involves changing the way that you communicate and that's the way, you know, operate in your life. So the first thing in this category is expressing your feelings and not bottling them up. And that kind of reminds me of that uh, pressure cooker analogy that you made. we just talked about this prior to the podcast. And what I was explaining to Alexis is I am 
so I don't want to well I am tired of it relationships friendships situation whatever where you can't talk with the person that you're involved with the person that you love and they say love you and you cannot have a open and honest conversation with them everything is being sidestepped because we don't work to hurt them feelings and my thing is you're hurting your own feelings and if they love you they wouldn't want you to be in a relationship of any kind with them knowing that you're hurting due to something that they're doing or they're not doing so i'm prayerful for relationships and friendships where i can be open where i can say you know what that really made me mad and that person will say okay well and they actively and willingly and Int- lovingly and intentionally and intentionally are listening to me and they want to resolve that issue i mean we get in relationships and we can't say nothing to that other person because we don't want to hurt their feelings. We don't want them to be mad. Yep. And we sit and like you said, that this that pressure cooker, all of that stuff, you you stack on top of it. You know, they made me mad. I'm just going to press it down because I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want her to get them mad. I don't want to. But then you're unhappy in this relationship or friendship or whatever. And then all of a sudden you either explode on them or explode on somebody else. And then you're looked at and be like, where did that come from? That's not in their character. Why are they acting like that? Right. And it's because you've kept that bottled in. So I'm prayerful for you and for myself that, you know, all my friendships, relationships, or what have you, business, business ships, whatever ships, all of my ships are ones where I can be open and honest and they can be open and honest with me because I think when you remove that barrier, that's how it flows. That's how things flow. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's flow. And, and, and I'm not a astrologer and I'm not into zodiac signs, but with my zodiac sign, I'm water. So, I so like, am I. <laughs> I'm a fish. Oh, a gefilte fish. <laughs> you rude. You are very rude. I'm going to let you slide on but that But again, th- when things are not bottled, you like the flow of things. I want to be in, you know, all my relationships. I want to be happy. I want to laugh like this. I want to talk. But if I say, you know what, you just, you know, if you want to say, you know what, your breath stink. Or you, you, you know, you, you stink. You need to take a bath. Nobody takes offense to it. It's just like, it is what it is. You're like, oh, okay. I'm sorry if I offended you. Let me go and get in the shower, you know, or. But there has to be a level of comfortability within yourself. And with the other person for even those conversations to even happen. But you have to be open-minded. You can't tell me that you don't know that your breath can stink. Not saying that it might be stinking, that it stink all the time, but it can. There's a possibility. You know that you have body odor from time to time. Not everybody know, Mom. Some people know. And I'm going to tell you from my experience, with some people, not me personally, but... So you know, because I tell you, and I want you to tell you. You would get you would get me if I did. But I'm but saying you based would get on me too, right? But I'm saying based on the situation, I just it's vividly coming to my mind in school of an individual I knew of that was told that they had bo bo, but they either a did not believe us or b they just didn't care. So or they just were in denial of it because I guess someone never made mention of it to them until we did. But that's another 
story for another day. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> open mindedness. You have to be open minded enough. And again, my thing is if the person loves you and you love them, you should know if they say these things, it's coming out of place of love because you right. you want the best for people that you love and even people you don't love. You want people to be live a happy, successful life you know you want them to do well and you want them to be well and if it's coming from somebody that you love and they loved you that makes it even better you ought to know that they don't want anything bad to happen to you or it's coming out of a place of love so right. just being open-minded so okay i digress i will sit back <laughs> So, kind of to add on to that, the second thing in this category is be willing to compromise. So, when you're asking for people to change certain behaviors, making sure that it is vice versa. That if someone, like you said, if someone is wanting you to change, then come to a compromise. Just come to a compromise if you can. The third thing is... We ain't compromising on no bath now. You gonna get it. (laughs) I know that. I'm just saying. In other situations, be willing to compromise. Be willing to be open-minded in hearing out the other person as well as they should hear you out as well. Good? (laughs) I hear you out, but I don't want to smell you out. You need to get in the shower. Okay. Well, let's move on from that. That I'm gonna let you sit with yourself on that one. Shoot. No. It's just nasty. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, Bring it back, mama. Bring Bring it back. Bring it back. So the third thing in this category is create a balanced schedule. So, you know, come up with a schedule that you can use schedule time for leisure, for self-care, for family, work, and other responsibilities that you have in your life, making sure that you have a balanced schedule, or at least to create one until you find a good rhythm and a good flow. So the third of the A's is adapt. So that is adapting to the stressor. The first thing in this is reframe the problem. Try to view the stressful situation from a positive perspective, which is sometimes it's hard, but trying to find even the smallest positive thing. What is the lesson learned in this or potentially can be learned from this is important. The second thing is look at the big picture. And that goes back to when you were talking about challenging the thoughts. Ask yourself, why am I stressing over this? Is this going to be important a month or a year from now? Just try to challenge those thoughts so you can begin to start calming. No, just calming yourself and be like, you know what? Yes, I'm stressed about this right now, but it probably isn't going to matter to me as much. But just, again, even in that moment, giving yourself grace, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. The third thing, and you touched on this too, and I know you're going to say something on this one. It's adjust your standards. And this deals with perfectionism because perfectionism is an avoidable stress. There is nothing wrong with having standards for yourself. But also, like you said, we're not perfect. Give yourself even, you know, give yourself grace in things that you make mistakes on. We're human. We're going to make mistakes. This is a part of life. So... Give yourself healthy standards and healthy boundaries. Realistic, because you're never going to be perfect. Nobody, Nobody's perfect but God. And if you find a perfect person, call me. Let me know who that is. So we're going to find them. We're going to find them. <laughs> yeah. I want some of that DNA, because I know. Woo-hoo, child. <laughs> uh. I see. I feel you, Mom. Help me, Jesus. I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. And the fourth thing in this category is to practice gratitude. 
practice gratitude and that it may be writing in your journal some things that you are grateful for in this day, in this moment. I know some apps that are good for practicing gratitude and meditation is uh, Kuru, which is something. I had a mindfulness class actually in college, and that was one of the apps that we had to use to practice gratitude when we had to meditate because that was actually a part of the assignments that we had to do every day that they could track. So was that like music or something or... It's more of like a guided meditation. It wasn't necessarily music with it, but it just kind of, you sat, and I think there was a little bit of music, maybe, maybe not. I don't remember, but I know it's a guided meditation for you to practice gratitude. You get it? You get it? Yeah, because I'm thinking, my thing is, you know, I'm grateful to have a roof over my head. I don't have to practice that. I'm just grateful because you see people on the streets every day, you know, you see people that's out that don't have people that have suffered. So my thing is that that should be something that just just happens just because of everything that's going on with True, this but sometimes we can become comfortable in what we are used to that sometimes we do forget to be grateful of even the small things. So having moments or having things that remind us, hey, you know what? Hey, I'm very grateful for this. Even though I, I may have forgotten, it, it kind of brings like... I got you. If you get in the habit of practicing, then that can be something. I right. Get it. Okay. It becomes okay. a habit, so you don't forget. Gotcha. Okay. Another app I can tell you about to help with gratitude, Tide. Like the know, detergent. Like the <laughs> like the detergent. Yes, but it ain't in the the logo it ain't in the shape of the detergent. Anywho, it's it, spelled the same way. T I T I D E. Tide. And it's actually really good. I love that one for helping with homework. That was a godsend of an app for getting homework done to focus. But also a new a like a new feature. That's what it is. A new feature of it is meditation. So you can actually do meditation on those as well. And okay. then the last app is Headspace. And that is actually centering yourself, you know, trying to help with anxiety. It also it lets you monitor your day. Like you can put in your emotions of how you're feeling and it gives you meditations and things that can help that's a good name for their headspace because sometimes we don't have any space because i even look and i can tell sometimes because if you look at my phone and i just learned this i don't know maybe a year ago where you have all these open tabs like you know when you play something and or you listen to something look on something i didn't know all those open files and so i had went to go get my car worked on one time and the mechanic was looking at my phone or something and they were like, why are you all these open tabs? And I was like, what are you talking about? And it was like, you got like 50 of them. And he was just, I was like, I didn't know you could do that. I, yeah. So I just learned that maybe a year, year and a half ago that you could do that. I was like, wow. So yeah, that that's a good one. Don't Come on, say, iPhone. Don't, look at you. See, I iPhone, selfish phone. <laughs> anyway, don't judge the iPhone, okay? I got one. I love it, but still. Well, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm Team Apple. Yay! I knew it would bring you to the other side. Oh, anyway. Okay, anywho. My <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. So the last of the four A's is to accept. And that is accepting the things that you cannot change. So the first one is don't try to control the uncontrollable control what you can and let everything else fall where it may and just deal with it as it comes the second thing is to look for the upside of things 
So find opportunities of growth in your challenges and your setbacks. And the third thing is to learn to forgive. And I already know this is going to be a topic that we talk about soon enough. I already know that's actually in our jar of topics to talk about. But that is something that is very important and that can really impact, I believe, your stress and your anxiety as well. It does, because unforgiveness carries a lot of attachable emotions, thoughts, because you bundle all of that up so you got all these people back here that you haven't forgiven yet and then you bring in new ones that you haven't forgiven so that to me is like the bulk of it i think that once you forgive i mean because at at one time the same heart that you love them with is the same heart that you can forgive them with Mm-hmm. And I I can't hold on to forgiveness because I care uh, I care about people now. I'll play hard now. I can do that all day. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, you won't talk to you, but don't don't say nothing bad about you. Don't don't let me hear nobody say nothing bad about you. Don't let nothing happen to you because I'm gonna be right there. I'm still be I'm I'm still hard. I'm still bad. <laughs> but again, you know what I'm saying? That's just me, you know, because a hurt heart carries a lot and you have to it carries a lot of love too it carries a lot of love and it carries a lot of hurt but you can't to me they can't reside in the same place one of them has to be let go because Mm -hmm. you can't love purely when it's tainted with hate or unforgiveness gotcha and i strive daily and that's one of my prayers daily is lord created me a clean heart a pure heart because again i don't want to carry that with me because that's heavy because when i actually sat down and journal out things that people had done and all of that and you read first corinthians and it's like you know it doesn't harbor it doesn't keeps record and that's what i was doing i was keeping record this person did this and this person did that and i'm like for what what am I keeping a record of this for? Mm-hmm. I can't control what happened. All I can control, like you said, all I can do is control me. And they did what they did or they said what they said because of whatever that was going on with them. And I can't control that. And so me trying to control what they shouldn't have said, it that's a, that's a stress that I don't want to carry. Because again, if they meant it, they meant it. And they're entitled to that. Just like I'm entitled to my hurt for a time frame. I'm not going to hold on to it and prolong it. Because again, I can't carry it. I'm not built for that. My heart's not built for that. And that contradicts my prayer every day. Mm-hmm. And how I want my heart to flow and function. So, yeah. And that sometimes causes for you to move away from people you know and not to say it could be for a season it could be for you know a reason or it could be for a lifetime and the choice is yours if you get past it if you want to reconnect with that person or it's like okay i'm not gonna live with that hurt anymore and release them back to the streets is that so oh gosh well no not back to the streets but (laughs) release them you know and wish them well you know that's i'm just saying i just thought that in there but yeah release them and wish them well that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense so the last few things on this is exercise 
what in the world? Are you out here trying to power, pretend like you power Girl, walking? Girl, I got to get out here. <laughs> we both do. We got I a whole got wedding to, get, to prepare for. Yeah. In yeah, August. My best friend's getting married. and We uh, trying to be snatched and slayed snatched. for this wedding because my godmother, her best friend, is already glamorous already. So we got to come glamorous as well. Girl, I'm already glamorous. Yes, mom. That's how I was already. That's how I was. Snaps made. to but you. But I got to get out. So this getting up at 7 o'clock and walking. Yeah, Ooh, walking. Lord, pray for me, y'all. Pray for me. It's going to be fine. It's you... already fine. That's just me because I'm not used to it. And it's just something that you have to get up. But it is a, a stress reliever because when I walk, I can feel the tingling in my head. I mean, it's just funny. I can tell when stuff is released because I have practicing releasing and I can feel a tingle in my head when I know that things are being released from my body. And again, that was something that I had to actively work on and practice. And that's just how I know that is leaving my body is mm-hmm. I get a, a tingle. And I know when I'm stressed, if I'm really stressed, I get those little knots on the back. I either get a headache. I get some sort of headache. It's either the top of my head or the side of my head. I know I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. So, and then I know, okay, I got to find a really, a way to release it. You know, I got to get rid of something. I don't know what it is. So, and then like you said, the gratitude and, and all of that and, mm-hmm. and exercise and help with that. Yeah, but, I love exercise. I love, I like, okay, let me not say that. I don't, I don't like, like exercise. I like to walk. So That's I, exercise. I, okay, I was like, did I need to catch myself in there? I was like, no. I don't know if I like exercise per se, but I love a good walk. Walking is exercise. You don't like to do the, the lifting, the weight lifting. Yeah, maybe not that part, but I love to walk. I love with my music. I know... For some that live in Chattanooga that may be aware of where it is something called the River Park. And it's like this long strip of sidewalk that people can walk. And I walked that entire thing months for months. Even before I even got my current job. I used to walk there a lot. But again, anywho, I just love to just go and walk. And it's just like it clears your mind. You get to say hello to the people passing by you on their bikes and roller skates and their dogs is trying to sniff you and everything. But other than that, it's You're trying to tell you you got B.O. <laughs> no, no, no it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> you are so rude. You know what? So y'all, this is what I have to deal with on a daily basis, but it's all right. I told you they're going to see how you really are. So, I am. This is me. It is you. Love me. Hate me. <laughs> God bless you. Goodness. Okay. So moving on from that, this one is, Mama, this is going to be a doozy for you. And I'm in the same boat, but I will talk about you too. But it's about getting sleep. (laughs) Ain't got nothing to say about that, do you? (laughs) You and my mama go get up off me about that. I go to sleep when I can, y'all. I'm a night owl, and I don't know... I feel like I work best at night. It's like everybody else going to bed at 7 o'clock. And it's like all of a sudden, right. It's like, for some, I get a burst of energy. I could be at work all day. And I'm like struggling to keep my eyes open. But like at 6 o'clock, it's like I get this energy out of nowhere. Because I don't drink coffee. I don't drink the caffeinated energy drinks. I don't drink any of that stuff. And it's just like, I get this second win, and I'm like, well, I guess it's my first win, because I didn't have it that morning. <laughs> so I guess it's my first win. And it's just like, I cannot lay down, because it's like, when I'm at work, I'm like, okay, when I get out, I'm going to lay down for like 30 minutes, 
an hour or whatever and then i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna do this 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 and this but like like i said at six o'clock when i hit that clock out it's like i'm go i'm just like choo, 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 and i'm going and i'm like i'm gonna lay down i'm gonna lay down i gotta lay down and then i find all these things to do and i'm reading and all that and then next thing you look up it's like two o'clock in the morning vampire <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't you don't sleep you like nana in the sense of you don't. You just probably just don't need enough, a lot of sleep. I mean, Nana, of course, at her age, uh, she don't need a lot. But you don't want it enough. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tell you what I was gonna tell them to help you with that. Get that Relax Melodies app. Yes, Relax Melodies. I love that app. Literally, cause I have insomnia, seem like to the third degree, and like you, I'm always up. Even though I know I have to be up early for work, but. There, you're able to, of course, like, create your own music playlist, and it has guided meditations of, like, what's it called, like, body consciousness, and trying to, like, it, it literally is a woman or a man, and they'll just basically guide you through the sleep, and when I tell you, once I turn that music selection on that I created, I'm out. It don't matter. I thought I would never find nothing to help me sleep, but that right there, it helps me. That app right there. I love it. Have you listened to it? Cause I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes, and I'm skip. I'm a skeptic at some stuff. Cause you know you be laying and listening and stuff. Cause sometimes what I do is I will listen to Cindy Trim's Atomic Prayer, Prayer. Mm-hmm. to help me go to sleep, and that helps me to go to sleep. And then again, it creates an atmosphere that I'm setting for my sleep. But I was looking at something that was like, well, make sure these apps that you're not familiar with that you listen to where it's like, you know, eight full hours, you don't have to listen to all eight hours because somebody may throw something in there and you you ingest that subconsciously while you sleep and like, yeah, you're gonna eat twelve Krispy Kreme donuts tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I'm just so, saying so I don't I think people will do that, but you know, I get skeptical in some of that yeah. stuff. And I this get is- it. And I get it. I'll tell you, I've listened to the meditations. They're not with no crazy foo-foo nothing. It's, it's all. Okay, gotcha. It's good. I love it. And even if you don't want to listen to the guided meditation itself, you can create a playlist of just different instruments and sounds that is calm and peaceful to you. Like rain. Like rain or white noise or the uh, the water running or people even, maybe people talking. I don't know. Maybe people talking make you go to sleep. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, that's your business. You bore me. I'm going to so that's your business as tabitha brown says but whatever you would like to do you know you can do that so i love that app love it i'm gonna probably use it tonight because we're recording this pretty late (laughs) but of the because i'm up because i'm up because i'm up because i told you this that i'm she I'm really, hyped. I'm really. She, hyped. I mean, it's it's ten, y'all. It's, it's ten thirty eight yeah, right I'm now, hyped. and she hype, and she's singing Cardi B. So and so now she's even I'm more hyped. hype. I'm so hyped. it's gonna be probably two a.m. before she go to sleep. But that's right. That's her business. So let's move on. Okay. I'm sorry. No, you good. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing is cut down caffeine and alcohol. I mean, we don't drink alcohol, so caffeine will be more. I think it's more for me because I drink sodas and sodas. I'm sorry, y'all, I do. I drink soda. I need to work on it. I need to work on it. But it does have caffeine in it. And so, of course... Sprite that, doesn't. Sprite doesn't, but, you know, I love... Oh, so you be snacking them other drinks while you at work, huh? No, not... Well, Coke. I don't know. My, my co-worker got me into Coke. But I feel like I'm a more of a Pepsi girl. But... Oh, <laughs> I'm like my grandma. We some Pepsi girls. Yeah, so, I think, I'm, I think I'm team Pepsi. Team Pepsi. I mean, I feel like Coke got... Something in it because it burned my throat. Really? Mm-hmm. 
It's strong. It's strong. It's strong. <laughs> it's strong. <laughs> bring it back. Okay. Let me bring it back. But yeah, try to cut down on your caffeine or alcohol intake just so it can kind of relax you as well. And the last thing I have on here from the help guide is, and this more pertains to stopping chronic worrying, which is basically just the constant worrying, is create a worry period. So basically you set a time and a place for worrying, whether that be in the living room from 10, like maybe say 5 o'clock to 5.20, and all that stuff you weren't give you, you know, you can think all that right there in your worry, you know, worry period. You can write it down in like a stress journal or, you know, whatever's on your mind. Give you that amount of space. And it don't have to be 20 minutes. It could be an hour. I would not go more than a day, but just give yourself. A day of worry? <laughs> I mean, you never know. Girl, no. I'm just saying, give yourself a set period of time. If that's what you need a day, then do that. But to me, that, ooh. Well, again, yeah, different for everybody. Mom. You're right. You're exactly different for right. everybody. You're exactly right. So give yourself a set time to feel all your emotions, get it all out, write it all down. And then once that time is over, you make you a conscious effort to let's just think about something else. Let's move on, you know, to something else if you can. Or try to find things that will get that puts you in a better mood, in a better spirit. And, you know, and just go on about your day. And something that you said, giving yourself, I'm saying permission, to feel your emotions. Yeah. Because there's so many times, like, I've heard, you know, men aren't supposed to cry. Strong women don't cry. And I'm like, I feel like I'm a strong woman. I cry. If I have to, I have gone in my my car many a times and screamed at the top of my lungs. But I please be advised to crack your windows because the sound coming back, <laughs> woo, that hurt a sister's ears. Do you hear me? Really? It's really that bad when you, it, the sound bounces. Oh, you know, that's I like, ain't tried it, so I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, this, when you scream, you know, like with music, you know, with people with bass and you know, those, that's me. I, that car stay with some bass. But I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> and it bounces off. So if you driving a clunker and then you, and you hear all the, that's this, that's the, oh my gosh, that's the music and that's, you know, bouncing off of that. Mm-hmm. So allowing yourself to feel hurt, it's okay. It happens to all of it. If you got to cry, do if you it. got to shout. I mean, one of the things I want to go do. The smash place. To go break the glass. Yeah, the smash, yeah, the smash yeah. the glass. And the yeah. Stuff. Like do go, we have even? Here? I think we got the axes. I think they we got a place. Oh, we do have an axe throwing place. Yeah, you can go throw axes or, you know, some parts of Tennessee. I can't remember where it was, but they have them all over. And I think they call it the, I can't remember, some kind of room. But literally, they go in there and you go in there and they have plates and computers, computers. You know, all kind of stuff to smash, and they give you a bat, and you go to town. You or can sledgehammer, too. Sledgehammer, or you can pick it up and drop it, whatever. But whatever you need to do to get it out and to feel that, do that, please, because you were given emotions for a reason. And again, you don't want to suppress them because that makes it worse, and then it makes them, to me, it makes them hard to feel them when you actually want to because I think some people hold on to their emotions not wanting to cry, not wanting to enjoy, you know, enjoy life. And when they get an opportunity to, they don't know how. 
and then it becomes a struggle because you want to feel them and you've suppressed them for so long and they're trying to come up you know it's just like they're clawing their way up but it takes them a long time and then you might end up crying or shouting at an inopportune time mm-hmm. because it, it's breaking the surface so if you do your part and like my mom always says she's always told me this ever since I was little she said you know crying washes the windows of your oh, heart yeah. and so that's what that's what I do when I cry that's what I'm doing because again that helps me to release any hurt any anger that may tarnish or even mess up the lens of my heart keeps it from being pure because it's looking and it's loving through her eyes or matter you know matter that added this stuff to get in your eyes when you sleep you know mm-hmm. mattered eyes and I don't want it to do that so if I have to cry in order to keep it washed keep it pure then I will do that mm-hmm. and again it's a release so yeah definitely yeah definitely. definitely and the very last thing I got to add on to that is if something that you're worrying about if it can be solved start brainstorming coming with the plan but if you can't solve it accept the uncertainty get through your emotions as best as you can and just you know just let it ride you know what i'm saying there's certain things that we can't control and there's certain things that we may not be able to solve but trying to find the positive trying to find the growth or any opportunity to be better do that so and i'm i'm a I'm going contra- to contra- disagree with what something you said that okay. everything's not able to be solved. It is because we were created to be problem solvers. Mm-hmm. There may not be problems that we can solve by ourselves. Gotcha. You may, can- you may have to enlist the help, whether that's a therapist, a close friend, or whatever you need. So I, we were all created to be problem solvers. We were, here, we were placed here to, to resolve some issue. We may not know what that issue is. And even if it's issues that we're dealing with personally, I think there's a solution, but you have to seek out solutions. And you have to be okay to seek those out and not be ashamed to seek those out. Because again, not asking for help is a big issue. I know sometimes it is for me. Because again, we think that we're burdens on people. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, if you're in a circle of people that love you and care for you, they don't mind helping. That's why we call them our friends. And we shouldn't be so quick to use that word friend so loosely. Because with a friend, there comes responsibilities that you have to uphold. And those responsibilities and commitments in that friendship are determined between you and that person. So all relationships, all friendships won't look alike. So don't compare your friendship or relationship with somebody else's. The way the relationship flows is determined by the two people in it. So that should be something that you talk out with your friends. And that's why I tell Lexis, I think you should have checkups on your friends. Like, hey, how's it going? Are we good? Even in relationship marriages, have a checkup. Hey, how we doing? We doing okay? Is there anything I need to change? You know, is there anything we need to work on? Is it is things that you see within me I might need to work on or I see in you that you need to work on? So you have checkups. So you have to be open to ask for help. There is nothing 
wrong with that because we don't know everything. I don't know everything. You know, I don't have all the answers, but there's somebody out there that does. And my thing is to get myself better. And I want you to have that same mindset. I want to get better. And you seek out that help until you find it. And the amazing part is we can change our minds because we change our minds every day. Like you'll put something out on, on the bed and be like, oh, I'm going to wear that tomorrow. And you get on like, mm-mm. I don't want to wear that. That's a mind change. So we can change things about what we want to eat, what we don't. We can change the way our mind accepts these negative thoughts and emotions. They can be changed. And you can do it subconsciously based on your circle of people. If you hang around a lot of positive people, then you're going to attract and you're going to take on those positive you know, mindsets in the same with the negative. So like one thing that I had put down that I was going to talk about, I like Auburn. And it wasn't because I was a football player and no shade being thrown by uh, non-Auburn people, please. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're all free to love who we love. But I know nothing about football, but one of my good friends and her husband were Auburn fans and they were like, hey, once you be an Auburn fan, they're a good team. And I blindly said, okay, they're a good team, so I'm going to be a fan. So that's how you got into that? I always wonder why that yeah. happened because now I'm a, Somebody I'm a quote-unquote Auburn fan, too. That's because of you. <laughs> so now now I see where this so came again, from. It goes into thoughts and emotions and things can be changed. Right. They can be changed. I and they can be changed blindly because I didn't know mm-hmm. that I trust them. And I like the colors, you know, navy and orange. I love them colors. So hey, it all fits. So I was like, okay, that's just how it happened. So there is hope that things can change. It's just the perspective that we put those things in. So I just wanted to to add that in and just continue to know that you know we're praying for y'all because this pandemic has really increased anxiety in people and created more anxiety for some people or created unknown anxiety for people through this so just know that we're praying for you and with you for this to be over soon so we can get back to loving on each other yeah some sort of normalcy right maybe we can all meet up and go walking or have lunch or just doing something just to hang out with each other and to reconnect because again it is hard when you can only talk to somebody through a screen or however you're social distancing so yeah yeah make sure you guys are taking care of yourselves please 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 because i want to meet all y'all one day i don't know most definitely yeah we'll do that meet up and have a mama girl festival or something dream big mom dream Dream. i am anything else you want to add that's all i got i think that's all i got ma okay well, we thank you so much for listening to thank us. Thank y'all. Thank you, thank you. And just remember that you can listen to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and also on our website, which is www.mamagirl.com. And then again, we just love you and we just thank you and we just hope that there was something said that will help help you. And again, we're here to reach out, to talk, to bounce off ideas and Because we really want to help you and you help us to get through life together. We're here together for a reason. So just know that we love you and we're praying for you. 
And until next time, bye! bye.